Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. You know, somebody was saying, Pastor, you're teaching... Um, I intend to touch that, but he was saying, you're teaching on... According to your faith, say, but we are supposed to be going by Galatians 2 verse 20. I said, but what you don't understand is Galatians 2 20, we say, the life I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Now, what he was trying to, Paul was trying to compare his new faith with that of Judaism. Right? It was Jesus that said, according to your faith. He did this according to my faith. <laughs> so you should believe your faith. I mean, those that Paul he said, perceive that he has faith to be healed. He did say, I perceive that he has the faith of Jesus Christ. You have to build your faith. You understand that? Right. I will touch that when I come to that place. So, but what I'm trying to make you understand, a lot of people are benefiting from what is coming out of this house. And so, um, especially uh, your, your friend, Jasmine. Oh, she is just mad. Especially with this new series we are doing in Malaysia. She's just mad. Anyway, so that is just about that. At least I have a testimony. I'll share the testimony now. <laughs> Praise the living God. <laughs> Amen. All right. So, and uh, I want every one of you to have your testimony as well. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Okay. So, can we go into the message already? Praise God. Praise God. Father God, we thank you. We just exalt your name of this hour. We exalt and magnify your name. We thank you because you are such a faithful and a loving father. Oh God, here we come to receive from you. We want to sit at your feet even at this moment. Receiving instruction, your word which is life and spirit. Cause us to receive, cause us to live, cause us to grow. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so we continue with our series on according to your faith. And this is part number three. Praise God. According to your faith, this is part number three. When we use the word according to your faith, it's just what Jesus spoke to the two blind men. And he said, what do you want me to do for you? He said, I'm be healed. It's okay. Be to you according to your faith. Amen? Hallelujah. So, that is why we just call this according to your faith. We need your faith to be developed. We need you to come to the place where you walk by the faith that you have, you know, have developed to you that you are growing with and then you'll be able to do stuff because you have the faith to do those things. Praise the living God. You know, scripture tells us without faith it is what? Impossible to please God. You can't please God without faith. That means if you have faith, you please God. Amen? Hallelujah. Okay, so um, let's deal with Hebrews today. I want us to deal with Hebrews 11 verse number 1. Um, I'll make you see this. Like I said before, the whole of Hebrews chapter 11 has to do with the things that the Father has spoken to each and every one of those people who are called heroes of faith or whatever the case may be. There is something that has transpired, there's something that has taken place in the spirit realm, in their heart, that enables them to walk in the light in which they walked in. Amen? I told us first, in First Kings 17, you know the woman of Zarephite, what she did, what she did was able to take care of Elijah and that was faith. But how did she get the faith? We know that the Bible tells us in verse 9 that God speaking to Elijah said, I have commanded the widow of Zarephath to feed you. Now the woman did what she did without knowing what she was doing. As a matter of fact, she was moved behind the scene to take care of Elijah. And that's faith. And by the time that was done, was the next thing. There was multiplication in the little that she had. In that she was a debtor, finally become an oil merchant. Selling oil in the city. That was somebody that was a debtor. She walked by faith. But what I'm saying is the faith is something that is commanded from behind the scene. Something that persuasion, that persuasion, you know, you come to that place of conviction within your spirit. You are persuaded. Praise God, somebody. And most of all, you see, is God persuading you. So, in the level of that persuasion, you are responding to the persuasion of God to do what you are supposed to do. Is that okay? So, when God spoke to that woman to give Elijah that oil, I mean, the little food, whatever that was left, that was a persuasion for God. You see, understand that? God was persuading her to do that. And she responded to the persuasion. 
Okay. So Hebrews 11 verse 1. Here we go. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, like I said last week, there are some things I want us to pick from here. The evidence of things hoped for, the substance, the deed, the title deed of things hoped for, the evidence, the evidence I want you to get that. But the key point I want you to pick there is the word hope. Hallelujah. The word hope there is to expect or to confine from the Greek. Epizo is to confine, is to have expectation. Now, you can't have expectation except there is a promise. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting this. If for you to have expectation, it means there is a promise. If I say, hey, brother, listen. By the end of this month, I'm going to give you so much, much amount of money. What's the next thing that happens? You're going to be in expectation. You understand that? Because I promise you money at the end of the month. That's hope. Hope is built on a promise. So hope is not abstract. Are you getting this? So faith is built on a promise. That's what I'm trying to make you see. Hallelujah. Hope is built on what? A promise. Your trust is built on a promise. The word evidence actually elegov speaks of conviction, a proof, an evidence. Praise the living God. By implication, what he's saying is, if I promise you anything, and you know I can do that thing, you hope for it, and automatically you have received it because you know myself who gave you the promise, I'm able to offer or to do what I promise you. Are you listening to me? So for instance, you have somebody who promised you a car. Even though the car have not arrived for about two, three months, but you know that that individual have the ability to buy the car he promised you, you already have the car. Did you, are you following what I'm talking about? Good. So when we say faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God, we are saying Without you having this conviction that what God says, you can please Him. By implication, you can trust God if He promises you anything because He has the ability. By implication, if you don't have faith in God, you rubbish Him. It's like saying, you make all these promises and you don't have what it takes to fulfill your promises. When you lack faith, you are telling God that you always say things that you can't do because you don't have it. <laughs> I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying now. That's how important this subject is. So we are dealing with God without faith impossible to please God and faith is the substance of things hoped for. What is the hope? It has to be what God has promised you. <laughs> The evidence of things hoped for. The title deed. Now, for instance again, can you give me this from the Amplified Translation? Let me check the other one for you so that you see what I'm saying here. But did you understand what I mean by hope? Good. Hope is based on a promise. And it's very important you catch that. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for. Or being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceived as real fact what is not perceived to the senses or revealed to the senses. Title deed, again, is like you are buying a piece of land and then the deed has to be drawn up. For you is selling and the man that is buying. 
And both of you will sign. Once you did this sign, you own the piece of land. Is that alright? So is it tied to deed? What is that supposed to mean? Our trust in God, in what He promised us, is an evidence that we're going to get what He promised us. You don't need to try to investigate whether what God said to you will come to pass. The assurance that what he said is coming to pass is because he said it and he's who he is. God. And there is nothing he will promise you that he cannot fulfill. Help me Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Are we here? So, you got to have that faith. So, I'm going to show you something here. Now, when he said evidence of things not seen, the word seen there is blepo. It means to look at, behold, to beware, to lie. Now, in other words, you don't see what God has spoken, but you know that is real because God said it. Did you get that? You may not at that moment see what God said, but you know it's real because God said it. By implication, it certainly must come to pass because God said it. You know, we often quote, God cannot lie. God is not a man that do we do we say that sometimes? Oh, glory. And that's exactly what it is. God cannot lie. You are just trying to confirm and affirm your faith. That even though you haven't seen what God promised you, He cannot lie. Therefore, it must come to pass. When you have that conviction, that is faith at work. Praise the Lord. Okay, I want to show you something. Go into the book of Romans chapter 4, verse 17. We are told that Abraham is a father of faith. Now, I'm, I'm actually emphasizing the word hope today. Right? From that particular passage. Now, as it is written, I made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed. Before him whom he believed. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Before him who he believed. I want you to get that. Even God who quickened the dead. Before him whom he believed. Who is that? God himself. Did you get that? I have made you a father of many nations. It is I'm going to make you. But when God said that to Abraham, he had no child yet. But Abraham believed that word because of who said it. Are you getting what I'm saying now? I want you to get this right. This right is saying, you got to hear God and stand on strong feet. Did you get this? As it reason, I have made thee. <laughs> it is I'm making you. I have made thee. It is I'm going to make you. I have made thee. And when he said, I have made thee, nothing has happened. Sarah was still barren, if I use the word. Praise the Lord. I want you to see the strength of faith. I want you to see what it means to hope. Faith is that substance you hope for. Based on the promises God has made. Somebody say, but Pastor, I haven't heard God at any time tell me anything. No worry. Just follow me. Now he said, I made thee a father of many nations, before whom, before him who believe, even God who king the dead, and called those things we be not as though they were. Before him, all like unto him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope? This is the key. Did you get that? Who are we talking about now? Abraham. 
Who against hope? Now watch this. Hope, I mean, faith is the substance of things what? Hope for. Good. The things hope for. Abraham believed God. The Bible says that he hoped against hope. What is that supposed to be? Let's just finish the reading there. Praise the Lord. That he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. He had hope in that. Why, why did he say against hope? Against the fact that he was already getting old. The wife was also getting old past the age of menopause. Are you following what I'm talking about? That's why the Bible says he hoped against hope. The hope is, if you are a young man, yes, you have hope that you're going to make a child, you make a baby, right? Good. You are about 20 years, 30 years old, you have hope. Um, I know I'm going to carry my child and I'm going to have my child. But now he's past that age, so hope is lost. So that's why I saying he hoped against hope. Oh, glory. Are you there? That he might become the father of many nations. So he was standing on that word, even though he was already an old man. Are you following what I'm talking about? Now listen again. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. You can only hope on a promise that is made by someone. Are we still here? I'm taking my time today so that you can catch with what I'm talking about. Catch up with it. So here we find that Abraham hoped against hope that he was going to be the father of many nations. There was nothing to prove that he can become the father of many nations. What is that supposed to mean? He was already an old man. The wife was already an old man. Nothing to prove it. Medically, they'll tell you, nothing going to happen with your age. No, no, no. But now he had hope because there was a promise. Hallelujah. So he hoped against hope. By implication, if God shares the word with you, no matter your condition, your hope should be alive. If God said you're going to be rich, no matter your circumstance, you don't see the circumstance right then, you got to stand on that word. You should have the conviction you're going to be a rich man because God said it. So now you're hoping against hope. It could be that you don't even have a job yet. But God said, I'm going to make you a rich man. You just stay with that word. That is faith. The foundation for faith is the promises of God. Is that okay? Praise the living God. Verse 19 says, I be not weak in faith. Glory, glory, glory. He considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old. Now that he had the deadness of Sarah's womb. Praise God. Did you get that? Be not weak in faith. What was his faith now? The hope of faith is the substance of things hoped for. And because he was having the hope, he was no longer considering his body. That if you are working on the faith of what God has promised you, don't think of what you're saying now. Don't consider what you're saying. Don't fret because of what you're saying. Keep your faith alive. Keep your spirit up. With God, there is no age at which you cannot have a baby. With God, there is no age at which you cannot get married. No, not with God. So Abraham hoped against hope. And his faith was not weak. What was the faith? The promises. Praise God. I don't know what God has spoken to you. <laughs> I told you in the very beginning of this series. My faith is based on what God says. That's how I live. And I've always emphasized it to you. Every child speaks or hear the father speak to him or her. You can't be a child of God and you don't hear one word from God. 
There is a general word for everybody. There is a specific word for your life. God intends you to walk in that dimension of specific words. Why you can also take the general word? I'll show you when it comes to the general word so that you can also pick it. Praise the living God. Are you following me? I need you to catch this. I'm trying to be very slow because I want this to enter into your spirit. I want you to become giant in faith. Knowing what you're doing, what you believe, knowing where you are going. I need you to come to that place. Praise the living God. Whether in your business, whatever, I need you to walk by faith. <laughs> Praise the living God. Scripture says, even though it's small, the end shall be great. You understand that? So even if your business is small, but you have the conviction, that persuasive conviction from the Lord that this is what he asks you to do, even though the beginning is small, the end shall be great. Hallelujah. You have a family now, you feel nothing is happening, you feel you and your children, you barely can put food on the table, but God actually called you to walk into that dimension. I tell you something, the end of your life shall be great. I don't want you to look at your circumstance. I want you to see God's promises for your life. Having called to him, having come to the Lord. Remember what we read last week? The promises of God are yea and what and amen. And you always say God is not the man that is your life. Now God cannot call you from the wall and mess you up. You see, when you hear people say, oh, how can a pastor drive a good car? How can a pastor have a good home? How can a pastor... <laughs> I asked somebody a question once. The job the Lord pulled me out from. And the man I gave my job to had two upstairs. One for the mother. One for himself. He has a big structure for the wife to run her private school. He drove one of the best cars. Mercedes Jeep. That's somebody who took my place when I was living. He had no job. I called him and said, Brother, come, the Lord just follow me. Come take this walk and keep your family going. He got a job, he became the head of head of head of department of fine arts, Federal Polytechnic Omok. That we were supposed to be the pioneer staff when I was supposed to leave University of Potico, become pioneer staff over that place. But when the call came, I asked him, Brother, come and take it. My question is this: do you imagine God will take me from such a place? And then get somebody else to take the job and live well so that he could drive short cars and I can't drive it. That's why when people say, how can a pastor buy an aeroplane? What does he need it for? Why does the man in the world need an aeroplane? Hallelujah. God can call you from realm of prosperity and make you poor. It doesn't make sense. So, you see, <laughs> you could be too religious to condemn people for what they are doing. If you don't have it, rejoice with those who got it. Keep your mouth shut. Stop condemning people. Abraham was stinkingly rich. 318 servants. Huh? Did God condemn him? Praise the living God. God wants you to wear the best if you can afford it. It's a deception to tell you you got to die poor because you have a mansion upstairs. You try get to upstairs in heaven to get a mansion, you won't be able to live in a mansion because you don't know how a mansion looks like. They give you keys, you miss the road. So if you want to get a mansion up, get one here. 
Are you following what I'm talking about? How can you live? How can you live in an atmosphere that you never experienced before? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know there are songs we used to sing in those days. Eh? Until I reach my home. Until I reach my home. How many of you know that song? I will never, never stop my journey halfway until I reach my home. We go to heaven now. You understand that? And then you living wretched, poor. <laughs> Nothing is working until I reach my home. <laughs> you, you hear suffering, all your body full of eczema, everything. Like a herbalist, you until I reach my home. You're not going anywhere. Praise God. You know, we're thinking like idol worshippers. No, no, no. We're thinking like pagan people. You know, you know idol worshippers. Do you know the herbalists or the spiritualists? Look at them. You, you hardly can greet them. Go to that shrine. I mean, with all the money they are making, where they sit on the floor. Huh? And they said they are priests. Priests sitting on the floor with chalks all over the face, tattered clothes, red, blue color, different, all manner of things. They said they are priests. That's a priest of the devil. Fine. Now, do you want children of God to live that priest of the devil? I forgot that thing. God never, for one thing, promised you poverty. Therefore, it can't be something you hope for. Glory to God. I wish above all things that they may prosper. Um, I mean, you understand that even as your soul prospereth. Somebody say, what are you talking about? You mean God intends us to prosper? I'm saying yes. Praise the Lord. I read of a man recently, forgotten the name, but from Europe, there been a missionary, a Catholic missionary in Kenya. He's a father, Reverend Father. Now he has finished service and he's going back home. He has only two bags going back home with. And everybody saying, well, there's a best way to serve God. Yes, I agree. You don't have any need to be. But the thing is this. If he was going to retire home, he should be able to have a home over there in Italy. He can't be going back home to be on rent or whatever. No, that's not how to serve God. Praise the living God. What am I saying? Abraham had hope because there was a promise given to him. He hoped against hope. And what I'm trying to make you understand is if you understand what God wants to do with your life, you can stand firm and hope against hope. Praise the living God. You know, I said, Tom, I asked myself questions. I used to ask God questions sometimes. God, you took me from this job and it caused me to come here. But look at this guy. Look at where he is. Look at all that he has achieved. In fact, the two guys, it was only last month I had to hear again. The very guy I stayed in his house, like I told you people off some time ago, where the Lord pulled me out, the guy is late. He's got a building at home. He got an upstairs. All of those things. This other one that I gave my job, they're all gone. But I'm still here. Who knows what God has in mind for saying, come out. Come on. Is anybody following what I'm talking about? I don't have to envy them. That's the point I'm raising. I don't have to envy them. There is something that I have that I'm sure they don't have. Apart from my salvation, I'm not sure any of them travel out of this country before they died. But I've been to several nations. If I was in that job, I'm not sure I would have a passport. But I don't need it for anything. You understand that? Praise the living God. God's mind for you is something by far better than what you can imagine. 
and his promises and called for you to come to him. There is something gigantic ahead of you. So don't you ever think or regret anything for being a Christian. That's what I make you to say. I'm saying your future is glorious. Come on, I say your future is glorious. I see a glorious future for you. <laughs> Maxwell walked to my house that I'm still building. Somebody say it's taking you so long. How many years did it take Solomon to build his house? Go and read the Bible. <laughs> Praise the living God. Are you following what I'm talking about? Yes, I'm still building because of what I want. You understand that? When he come to the house, stake it, they slide this way. He said, oh, Daddy, what for you? This is your house, like TB Joshua Church. <laughs> Praise the living God. I like, you know, serene atmosphere. You understand that? Put on all manner of light, you know, just make the place cozy for my life. I want to live long. And I need a good atmosphere to be able to live long. Praise the living God. Are you getting what I'm talking about? The man I follow that I work with, largely, Dr. Robert, first time I go to South Africa, I say, you're a good man, come. Say, nobody comes here, but you come. It's an upstairs too. We went upstairs, said, this is my room. You see this bed? I sleep like a king. And this is the way it should be for you. I said, thank you, sir. Are you getting what I'm saying? Say, this is my bed. Do you like the bed? I said, I like it. Mighty, gigantic bed. It's a place you sleep, you get revelation. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's not the kind of bed you sleep and, you know, you're looking for a pillow to support yourself and then wake up in the night. You already have a mood. Your shape is be pronounced by the phone. That, 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 that is not... How can you get revelation that way? You can't. Are you getting what I'm talking about? He said, David, I said, Dr. Robert said, this is my bed. Did you like it? So I have to sleep like a king. Because we are king of kings and a lord of lords. That means a king, we are kings. He's lord, we are lords. Are you getting that? Man, look bright. Look at the future. Your glory is coming. Are you following what I'm talking about? I mean, I'm talking about faith. <laughs> faith is sometimes of this world hoped for. We have the proof because God said it. So even if it's going to take me another four years to build this house, I'm still going to build it until I get what I want. Are you getting that? I mean, you say, don't tell me it's taking too long. You better ask God why Solomon have to take that long to build his own house. Are you Solomon? More than Solomon. Who? Jesus said, a greater than Solomon is here. I'm in Christ. Praise the living God. You live in good places? Yes. And it's coming to you in the name of Jesus. Your present circumstances amount to nothing. Have hope. Trust God. <laughs> Somebody said, Pastor, it's all this thing you are saying. God haven't said anything to me. Ah, uh, go with me to the book of Daniel. Let me just show you something. Daniel chapter 2. I mean chapter 9, verse number 2. Oh, glory. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understand, understood by what? The books, the number of the years, wherein the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he will accomplish 70 years in the desolation of what? Jerusalem. Glory to God. How did, how did Daniel get to know by the books? When you don't read your book, which is the Bible, you can't know. The promises are locked up in the book. So don't tell me I'm not hearing God. If you can't hear him audible voice, you're going to hear him from the book. How did Daniel get to know it's 70 years? By the book. There was no angelic visitation. There was no 
uh, so whispering spirits and whatever. There was no that which you call the Holy Spirit. No, by the books. So when you read the Bible, you see the promises of God outlined for you in the Bible. By the way, what's a will? Because the word testament actually comes from the word will. You understand that? So we have the old will, we have the new will. And every will is written by a father and he brings his children into the will. And when a man dies, what's the next thing that happened? They get a lawyer to interpret the will so that each one, glory to God, we enter into what their inheritance. Somebody give me Act 26, verse number 18. Glory to God. So, don't, see, don't say, oh, God is not talking to me. He's always talking to you. You got the book right there before you. The will is there. How did you think Daniel got to know? Look at this. To open the eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. God is speaking to Paul now. That's on the road to Damascus. And turn them from power of darkness unto light that they may receive what? Forgiveness of sin and what? An inheritance. Inheritance. Among them which are sanctified by faith. That is in me. Did you get that? So, the book reveals to you your inheritance. <laughs> As a child of God, you have an inheritance. And it's right in the book. Now, if you don't read the book, you can't discover what your inheritance are. Are you saying this? So, Daniel read through the book. He was reading the book in Babylon as a captive slave right there. He looked at the book and he said, oh wow, Jeremiah, God said it to Jeremiah that we're going to be here 70 years after that, we'll move back. And he just went into prayer. Say, God, okay, forgive the sins of our people. Mind you, this word you said is about time for us to get out of Babylon and get back home. One man prayed the whole nation out of captivity because he had faith. Do you understand that? Somebody else Calling me recently, said, Pastor, we need to go into prayers for this country and all of that and all of that. Yeah, I agree. But here's the problem. You pray that God is going to cause this country to survive. You live there. You'll be saying something else. Nigeria is finished. <laughs> you follow what I'm talking about? Oh, Nigeria is finished. I this country is, if, if it's useless. But you just pray that this country will survive. You just pray that this country will come up again. You just pray that God have not forsaken this nation. You pray that. That's why I don't join so many people in prayer when they pray for this country. No. Because they pray one prayer and they turn it around and they say, Oh, the president is a bad man. Oh, this one is a bad man. The governors are not doing well. That's why the country is bad. The country is finished. But you call us for prayer meeting just now. No faith even in your prayer. No conviction in what you pray for. How can I join in doing such thing? Daniel took the book. He read it. He got what God said. What's the next thing he did? He went to God. This is what you said. Release these people. One man released the whole nation out of bondage. Because he got a conviction from the word. You can set your family free if you read the word. I was reading how the apostles, Paul and Silas, when they were in jail, remember that? Bible tells tell me they sang praises in the night, everywhere was shaking, and when the guard discovered that the whole door was open, he was afraid, he wanted to kill himself. Paul said, no, you don't need to do that, we are alive. And the next thing is, what can I do to be saved? And we're made to understand that man was saved and his household. He wasn't just saved. He was saved. His household was saved. All your children shall come to your faith in the name of Jesus Christ. The man was not just saved. He was saved and his household was saved. When Peter went to Colinius, 
In Acts chapter 10, he was talking, the Holy Ghost came down. Cornelius baptized, his household were baptized. Anytime God wants to save a man, his household are inclusive. So don't you ever expect, now I'm telling you this, so that you have hope that your children are going to live a good life. They will not be Amrabah, they will not be Yahoo people, they are going to live for the Lord. Because when God saves the man, he saves the family. Are you listening to me? Have hope for your children. You can stand on it. And say, because I have Christ, my children will live out the life of Christ. No power can snap me out of my hand. You can prophesy that to your children. You can stand that. Even if they are going away, you can stand and say, no matter how far you go, you're going to come back. Like the prodigal son, they must surely come back. I'm talking to you about faith. Which is this. The substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. Your hope should be on the fact that if you are saved, your children must be saved. You are not leaving them behind. Glory to God. Is anybody following me? So, Pastor is about my child, my child, the way it's behaving. No, it doesn't make sense. The way it's behaving, I agree. But that doesn't matter yet. That is where I'm going to have hope against hope. You see the child is not behaving well But you have hope that this child can become A prophet, this child can become A pastor, there is something in the life Of that child that you don't know But because you are saved, your children must be saved When Apostle Paul Was killing people Did he know he was an apostle? No So the way they behave Now is not an indication Of the end of their life was, is anybody following what I'm talking about? He was Saul killing people religiously. But yet, within him was an apostolic spirit. For he said in Galatians, when he pleased the Lord who separated me from my mother's womb and revealed himself in me, that Christ in me. Even in the midst of killing people, Christ was already being revealed in him. Glory to God. So, what you see your children behaving now have nothing to do with the end of their life. Because there is something in your life that is transmitted to them. No matter how far they go, they are coming back. The jailer was saved with all of his household. Glory to God. How do you know the will? Read the book. Don't be too business minded. Don't be too occupied without reading city. If it is only what I tell you here that you pick, I'm sorry. I may not cover everything for you. But you see the scripture here? Turn them over from darkness to light that they might receive what? An inheritance. And like I say, inheritance in the wheel. When the owner of the wheel dies, the, the, the lawyer comes in to interpret the will. Do you know why he called Jesus the advocate? <laughs> Who is an advocate? The word I interpret, the will of the Father. Praise the living God. And the book of God, the Bible says, We must take heed of the church which is born with his own blood. God died in Christ, if you will. That may be strong for you to pick. But the blood that was in Jesus was the blood of God. You don't know the blood of Joseph? You understand that? It's a father that imparts life to the seed. Jesus took the body of Mary. But his life was from God. So the blood that was in him was not the blood of Joseph, was the blood of Mary. I mean of, of God. Is that okay? He called the blood of God and got the flesh of Mary. Why did he take the flesh of Mary? Because of the redemptive work that he needs to do. You are a human being in the flesh. If he does not associate with you as a human being, he can't redeem you. Because that's what we call Kingsman Redeemer. The only man qualified to redeem you is your relation. And for him to be a religion, he has to become like a man. Is that okay? He could have come here as God. But if that happens, he can't redeem you. So he has to identify with you. You take on the flesh that you have from Mary. But his life, which is the blood, the life of the flesh is in the blood. It came from God. So the advocate is here to interpret what God has written concerning you. That's why in Christ, the promises of God are ye and what? And amen. 
Advocates have to do with somebody who cannot help me, Jesus. Somebody who cannot ordinarily. For instance, you have a case, or as the case may be, your father have died, you can't go to court and stand for yourself. Somebody have to stand for you. One of the things is you may not be able to know exactly what the lawyer wrote. Are you getting what I'm saying now? You may not be able to know what the lawyer wrote down concerning you. You may not be able to, when you stand before the judge, you can't be able to interpret so many things that your father have written. So you need a lawyer who can interpret those things. So God has written so many things concerning you that you don't know. So what's the next thing that happened? You have Christ who comes in as the advocate to interpret to you the will of God. So when you are reading the Bible, His will will be made available to you. So don't tell me God is not speaking to you. It's all because you are not reading the word of God. Praise the living God. That's where you get his mind. Master, I said something here the last time he came to speak. And since that day, something happened in my life. It made me sure the fact that they were going to preach and there was this woman who heard the word and received them. Remember that? Paul and the rest, they were going to pray. Then this woman, the Lydia, that heard the word and received them and caused them to go into his house. And then he said, it's our brain on that. And that instruct me that that's what you are supposed to do. Pray on your word that you go into the heart of people, that they receive it. You understand that? He was preaching, I got a revelation. And right from that day, I started a different dimension of life. Normally, I do my studies in the morning, but my timetable changed. And since then till now, once it is 4 o'clock, I'm up. And I pray from 4 to 6, 6.30. Before I start doing my Bible study in the morning. I mean, and I've been able to see the impact. I'll just give you a testimony now. Transformation may responding to the word. That's God speaking. You understand that? That's God moving me from what level of life of living to another level. My prayer life changed. My prayer pattern changed. Even when I went for the camp in River State. I mean, I can't help it. Once it is 4 a.m., I'm up. Just speaking in tongues all through, blessing. You understand that? And the Lord begins to speak to me from all of those things that I'm doing. I'm praying that the word will have effect and impact in people's life, that they will receive the word. That is how you hear God. So I'm not hearing God. No, you're telling lies. You're hearing God every day I preach to you here. Why can't God speak to you from the things I'm saying? You listen to the messages. Why can't you pick something from what you're listening to? Jeremiah read the book he got what God says and he got delivered for the whole nation you can do the same so your inability to hear the word or the word of God is because you are not reading you are not studying you are not diligently studying you are not even the messages that I send to your folks you don't even listen to them you prefer to play some music Huh? That have no direct meaning that cannot even stir up your life. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. Yes, a sister, I keep on receiving these messages. She got them through her sister over there, Sister Nelly. And the last time the phone was down, and she called me and said, Pastor, my phone is misbehaving. I can't hear these messages. And this is the purpose of this phone. Nothing else. What must I do? I say, change. Your music file format. And that's all. And that's somebody who is not even here. But she can't do without this message is coming to her phone. What about you? Your life should be transformed as you hear these messages. Power should come to your life as you hear these messages. Faith should be stirred up as you hear these messages. As you read the Bible, faith should be stirred up. Prayer life can change merely listening to the messages. Like I just told you, my prayer life changed from what I normally do to another level. And I've seen results since I started that. That's faith. That's how God speaks. Praise the living God. Is anybody following what I'm talking about here? Abraham hoped against hope. You too can hope against hope because God has already made His will available to you. The will is in the book. When you read, hmm. I used to know of a pastor, said this, and then I'll let you go. 
So that you go and think. Here was this pastor. Got married. For two or three years, there was no child. And the pastor said, he was telling me this. And he said, Pastor David, this is what I did. I said, what is it? So I remember what happened to Abraham. As I read the book, I begin to see all of the promises. Even Rachel, the womb was stuck. It was open. I called my wife. I said, come, let's pray. And the wife said, and he told the wife, lay your hands in your womb. The wife put the hand in her womb, one hand in the womb, one hand on him. He did the same thing, and they just prayed. And that was it. That same month, you might go pregnant. Now they have, I think, four children. That same month, they got pregnant. Sometimes the miracle you are looking for is in your hand. The success you are looking for is in your mouth. Because God is nigh thee, even in the mouth. So we don't need to tell God, bring it up, that's to bring God up. Bring it down and let's bring it up from the grave. No, we don't need to do that because God is nigh the even where in the mouth. If you have the conviction from the word, pray it out. If you are reading the Bible, God quickens something to you in relation to your business. Pray it out. That's God speaking to you. And God is going to confirm his word with signs and wonders following. I see you becoming great. I see you becoming great. I see your faith arising in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.